Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Literature Overviews, Frankenstein. And now in episode three, we'll be uh, adding in The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Uh, I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your host, Diego. And uh, this is episode three in our series uh, out of five. And we have our guests back with us, uh, Ryan and John. Hello. Hello. So uh, today's episode, we'll be going over aesthetic theory. So um, I want to open up uh, this podcast with um, the definition of sublime, which is like awe-inspiring and terrifying and asymmetrical. And um, I just want to talk about how the monster is like the perfect example of sublime. So um, the monster from Frankenstein is something that is... Uh, asymmetrical and kind of terrifying to everyone because uh, he's made of different parts of other humans and uh, just being made of different parts and not all equal and uh, made from one uh, thing like God um, just makes the monster um, just a sublime uh, character unlike uh, the other topics in this uh, episode like beautiful and picturesque. Yeah, and that kind of leads into my first question that I wanted to ask, uh, just to see what you guys think. So, uh, what character do you think, other than the monster in in the in between the stories, the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner and Frankenstein, that best exemplifies the sublime and this uh, beauty of nature that's seen in Romanticism? Um, I would say, um, let's see, what do I have? Uh, so, when the Mariner in the beginning of the story, um, he sees he sees the like slimy things, which could be seen as like uh, sea monsters or sea snakes in the ocean, as sublime because he has seen them as a uh, very ugly and something that none of the sailors liked or him. And then as he's being tortured and in this like self penance in the ocean on the ship, uh, he he begins to see the beauty in them, seeing how they're like smooth and beautiful. And I believe that. Um, this transition between uh, the Mariner and these slimy things uh, has to do with uh, Sublime. Yeah, and in, in the rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, God is just a theme throughout the entire story. Um, how to learn how to appreciate God's creation. And, um, you know, that initial killing of the albatross really was like a, a downward spiral. Yeah, also agree. I agree with you. And I... go ahead, John. Oh, I was just gonna talk about how Diego's question was asking about beauty, and um, a character I saw with beauty in uh, Frankenstein. Not really beauty, but like purity, which I have like together with beauty would be um, uh, Victor's little brother, um, William, I believe. Were because he was he was loved by everybody, basically just because of how pure he was and like everything like that. Sorry, you can go now. Yeah, he was like, he was like an innocent little uh, child that um, the monster had killed basically. But uh, um, so now I want to jump back to the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. I have a question. So do you guys believe that the events that the Mariner experienced while out at sea were true or do you think he just made them up? Uh, definitely a large portion of it was made up. Most of the stuff he talked about um, had things that wouldn't happen in the natural world. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely mostly made up. 
Yeah, I, I agree with your insight and how these are some really outworldly um, experiences that you wouldn't really see, like a ghost ship or the crew with live eyes, but then they come back to life. And these are just some things that are that would never really happen in real life. So I believe that maybe some of his story is true, but mm-hmm. I don't believe that all of it is true. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it was like largely exaggerated and probably hallucinated because of just possibly just not having like not having enough food or water and just due to extreme hunger and thirst. Yeah, like maybe he was delusional or at some point. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't have that much that on, I'm sorry. And those types of things happen when you're, you know, all alone out in the sea. Your brain goes places. So um, let's jump back to uh, Frankenstein again. And then back to, like, the ideas of being beautiful and, like, sublime where people think you're terrifying and stuff. So why do you think still today in today's era that people still judge a lot of things based on, like, image appearances? Just like how the monster never really got a chance with anyone because of the way he looked. Um, uh, it's... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I just... Short little comment i just think um it's just been a pattern throughout society for since the beginning of time and it's just something that's that society needs to break i mean um it's unfortunate but it's true and uh it, it takes time to break yeah i agree with ryan yeah, i agree with just to add on to it yeah go ahead diego oh thank you uh i agree with ryan and just to add on to it and i just worded a little differently uh people are just afraid of what they don't know and what they don't understand yeah and uh, when people when people go to a place where they don't understand and get confused, they get scared because uh, they're not comfortable not knowing things. And then when they're uncomfortable, that 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 tends to make them lash out and do uh, silly things. Yeah, I agree with that. And how um, just like with image that people see, that's the first thing people see about anything. Like if you were a person, you saw Frankenstein, would you want to be? friends with it or even talk to it like i don't think i would either i think everyone's like first experience or uh, first um idea would be to run away or hide from the monster just because of the way it looks um i do have a question um in both stories do you guys think you found um like a an in-between like a picturesque where like it's the blending of both beautiful and sublime in the stories um, yeah, I think just uh, what I had said earlier about the slimy things, or like you could say they were sea snakes. How uh, the mariner first saw them as something that were um, sublime, like gross, and uh, he described them as like kind of pests of the sea. And then while being in the ocean for so long and coming to a realization of everything around him, he, he sees the beauty in them. And then, uh, yeah, I think that these two is like a picturesque blending of the two but i'm not so sure about in frankenstein if there's anything like that yeah there's definitely a ton of imagery in the rhyme of the ancient mariner yeah i feel i feel that they um that both stories portray both of them and uh with the rhyme of the ancient mariner i feel like it's 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 his surroundings the the wide open uh sea and uh the ocean to where like it, it's scary because he's all alone because all of his passengers uh, died, uh, but then he, but then he starts to see the beauty of it uh, as described later on in the poem. 
and then same with Frankenstein. He's he's really unfamiliar with the surroundings, being uh, ironically a newborn. And uh, as as he uh, notices things, he ends up uh, being more familiar and more comfortable in his surroundings, and it becomes a lot less uh, foreign to him. Yeah, so I, I agree with that. And then um, let's just go over one more topic before we end this. Um, I want to talk about uh, just the role of nature in both stories and how it affects both stories. Both stories have lots of nature imagery in them and uh, lots of different settings. And I'll just offer my insight first and how Frankenstein, um, how I feel being a type of horror story that the type of um, environments and settings that the story takes place, it uh, it really helps set the mood and the theme, just like where the monster had grown up. Um, I guess you could say he grew up in the mountains and then how Victor goes hides on a little island to uh, create the female monster. And then how the um, mariner spends most of his uh, penance and uh, like self-torture in the middle of the sea that's sometimes scorching hot or completely still. And then uh, I just want to know what you guys think about nature and the stories too. I think uh, the settings, they really portray a theme of, of isolation, really brings out that isolation part of the stories. Yeah, I agree with your, uh, your, your ideas about the isolation and the setting, uh, Ryan. So uh, thank you all for listening, and this ends episode three out of the five for literature overviews. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we hope to have you back next episode. Yeah, thank you.